You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. All right, guys, we're back for round three. And we broke the cigars out, so you know it's a good conversation. We brought out the stogies. Thank yeah. you to the cigar room in Zephyr Hills, Florida. Yeah, man. Shout out. They always, uh, you know, supply this with the goods, you know? Mm. So where were we? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Where were I we? forgot what, what we were talking about. Well, right now we were talking about termites. <laughs> yeah. But. Oh, let's talk marketing. I want to. Oh, I want to. Yeah. I want to hear uh, what you got going on with SEO, because I, you, you mentioned that you're not doing any paid advertisement right now, and how that's working for you, and and what your intentions are for the future, because that's something that me and Danny pretty much rack our brains on every single day mm-hmm. is constant marketing strategies, and uh, brand development. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> let's see. I actually have a meeting next week. Uh, when I get back to Indianapolis, uh, the value packs that come in the mail, oh, you, yeah. you can target specific oh, zip pack? codes. The yeah. value pack. I've done them. I, they work really well in the villages because there's a certain demographic that still reads the mail. If, if they're too young, they'll just ignore it. But if anything above like 55, they're still opening Val pack. Cause they And the reason I got that idea was my dad was a, a Val pack guy. Uh, when he, you know, when he was a homeowner and all that stuff, he would get the Valpac and look through it. I'm not looking through Valpac straight up. I don't go to my mailbox and see that and open it up. But, but you know what? It, like you said, it can help get you in front of your ideal customer. It works. It's just a demographic it's you want to target. Yeah. yeah, I've noticed that the uh, older generation Valpac is. I was successful with Valpac in the villages, particularly. Okay, so so it's worth. Giving it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Just tar- in the more affluent neighborhoods. Correct, correct. Higher higher age demographics. And typically, you know, that's most of the homeowners anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is in the works? Um, I was going to uh, I was gonna look into at doing at least two trade shows next year. So um, one of them is there's an apartment association trade show. Mm-hmm. A guy was... Talking to me about is it the AAPCO whatever Indiana Apartment Association, oh, okay. uh, and I think that's that's in November. And the Indiana Home Show is in I think January. Those January. things are good to go to. And I, Miracle Method and um, CDH or CDL, uh, they're out of a pretty good sized company. Uh, they're out of uh, Lafayette, Indiana. Both of those guys have representation there, and so. I checked on the cost on the booth, and they're not they're not crazy. So, I mean, just like you were saying, you can be busy next next year in January. If you, yeah, yeah, if those, you want to be, it's controllable. Those things are exactly those things. You know that that all stemmed from that post that I was telling you about, where these guys were complaining about not being busy. You know, and I, and I remember he was talking to me, asking me, and I was like, "Look, we're busy." I was like, "If you're not right now, make some moves so that this time next year you are busy." Because all these guys, they were like, well, I'm not busy. I'm not busy either. Like, glad I'm not the only one. Like, laughing about not being busy. It's just like, okay, instead of doing something about it. It's controllable. Exactly. Yeah. It, it I, I like is. the trade shows and stuff. Like Those things are cool. It's fun for me. I, like, I was on Daniel. We're doing one this year. We, bro, we need, here's the thing. 
I meant to talk to you about it. Good as time as any. We need to do the build out of that fake bathroom I was telling you about. Let's go. So Danny from Alliance has a fake bathroom. There's it literally is a bathroom like entire with a vanity sink, tub, tile. It's decorated with wallpaper and everything, and he takes it to these trade shows. It's like it's like rollable. And what he does is he only has half of it refinished throughout the whole thing. It is so cool. And he gave me the like gave me the idea of like we should do one with our stuff. I was thinking uh, too. We do a split booth, half PSG cabinets, yep. half bathtub guys, and we do like exact same situation, cabinet wise. All of the vanities will be refinished half. You know what I mean? The countertops will yeah, be refinished half. That. Bathtub and tile refinished half, and we can brand both both businesses. You know, within the same cost of one booth. Mm-hmm. No brainer. It, it, that that is so cool because what it does is it's kind of like a a real life before and after picture it's yeah. right in front of their face and the thing is people can visualize it better when they see the whole room like the whole bathroom and what it does to the space you know who else does a really good job i've seen on instagram with their trade shows i'm gonna look them up real quick it's a surface revival oh yeah i've seen some of this he, stuff. uh he, he i've seen some of his trade show setups and they're pretty good and, and so as far as advertising right now you're just doing primarily you have really good seo that's what you said Exactly. So SEO gets you gets you like to a really good point. A- SEO is very very important because that's going to be your organic searches. Yeah. And and so you want to get organic reach. Obviously, it's the best low hanging fruit kind of a thing. I do. I always recommend Google Ads. Uh, it's a, hard, a little hard to to learn, but it is it I, is good. I have Google Ads. That's just on pause. I'm just I I blew through a lot of unnecessary. Ad spend. Ad spend initially. Um, I, I was using Angie's list. Let's talk about too. what not to do. I, I spent tons of money on. I, I burned through so much capital with you know Angie's funny? list, and it's trash. Angie's Complete list. Trash. Angie's list literally just uses Google ads. What a fucking business tactic. It's right, like, right. I'm going to sell you guys leads by using my competitor. Crazy. That's crazy. But, um,. But that's so, pretty much what they all do. That is, yeah. Yeah, because they brand the, the platform. Exactly. And then, then, then you just have access to the contractors. So, so Google Ads is really easy to waste money. It's also easy to make a lot of money. You got to put some time into thinking. You have to, first of all, you got to learn the platform. That's one of those things that a lot of these guys are like, oh, I don't get leads on Google Ads. I'm like, bro, you got to really study and learn the platform. Google is intent-based. I always say this. They're intending to search for something. If they're intending to search for something... That means that they kind of already know what to expect to an extent. This is not a cold lead, right? This isn't someone who heard about it from a friend and has no idea how it works. This isn't like they saw a Facebook before and after picture. Like these are people who already know that it exists because they searched it. So you have to approach those kinds of leads a little differently. Um, and But Google Ads, is it's fantastic when you learn the platform. You you learn like what, a, um, you know, like how to target the keywords correctly, how to add those negative keywords to make sure you're only coming out for stuff that's relevant, how to really hone in the ad on what your ideal client is like. You can get a lot out of it. Um, The budget we run right now, we're running a $300 a day budget. It doesn't always spend that. Just letting you know. Oh, $300 a day. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't always spend that amount, but it, it can. But when it does, if you have a really honed in campaign, when it spends the 300, you're noticing it. Like, you get calls, bro. Like, so I have four guys right now and a sub. And I, owe, I give overflow work to Jonathan. Yeah. 
we're booked until like the last week of March. No, and it's a whole different type of client. Yeah, because so, that that was part of our our um, our partnership was I had crews, I had experience in the field, but I was having trouble generating organic legion because of the learning curve through Google Ads, and I was in a position where I I didn't want to outsource the the at Google Ads because then I wasn't I was never going to get an understanding of how to manipulate the Google Ads myself because if you outsource it then you're pretty much at the mercy of whatever third running. party agency. Yep. So we just, we partnered and what we did is we, we, we replicated his ad structure and just changed the location. And we've, and what we learned is that for some fucking reason, ad spend in Tampa is cheaper than ad spend in Orlando with a replicated ad strategy. That's how weird it gets with Google ads. Like <laughs> it can, it can change depending on demographics, like where you're advertising because, like, he was telling me, your, how, how much was your cost per click compared to Tampa? Cost per click is, is low. It's the cost for conversion. Co- co- yeah, I'm, so I'm sorry. Cost co- conversion. conversion cost is what it actually costs co- you uh, to get someone to take an action. You decide what the action is. You, it could be a form on your website. It could be that they click the link. That, you can make that a conversion, but you don't want that. You want to know, like, that the conversion is that they did something. So, usually... Like we have it, it's behind our form, our website form. Mm-hmm. So we get the leads through our email and, it, and every single time that happens through one of our ads, we know that it came from an ad. Um, his was like $60. Mine was like 110 Per conversion. Per conversion, which is high. It is high. Now, um, I don't doubt that we can hone that down a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I, but here's the thing. You want to have enough understanding of the platform where you can sound off the red flag in your head to be like, that doesn't seem right. So that right now I'm, I'm reaching out to some uh, a company, the ones that actually did our website, to have them kind of look over my Google Ads. I don't want, you should never have any other company fully running all your ads because then you are beholden to them, bro. If they change the system and they're like, hey, we could fix it, but you might need to put some more ads, but how do you know if they're telling the truth or not? You don't unless you understand the platform. If you see that you're getting more leads, but they're spending twice the amount of money, it's like, well, well, no fucking shit. It's what about what the, if they really are understanding how to calibrate the keywords properly, how to hone in, how to focus your campaign. And we noticed that no one does because our industry is so niche. It is. Yeah. I've seen a couple guys on the uh, contractor networks group that they specialize in, in bathtub refinishing SEO Google, and, yeah, SEO and, and Google, and Google ads, ads campaigns. I've never reached out to any of them, but if you know, it'd be good. It'd be good to have one of them, probably who, look who, at mar- it. who market themselves as true professionals, to come on the pot. Yeah, it would be and good. Discuss like, okay, well, why? Why? What do you do that makes it stand out in our niche? Mm-hmm. But you know, and that's a good point. Like, you got to talk to people who, to really understand Google Ads. You got to ask people, bro. So I'm still. So I can feel a difference if a, if the Google Ad is up, but I don't know how to monitor. You the, need the conversion. So, How do I know it's coming from Google versus? You need a website person to help you with that, man. Yeah, your website's the only way to track. That's why I was struggling. I, I wasted so much. I was spending money. You're on basically ads, throwing right? money into the dark. You don't know where it's yeah, going. You don't know if it, you're getting a return or not. And it might feel like it, but it might just be that more people are organically searching and you're not getting anything. So that's why you need to you need to l- search up somebody to do conversion tracking for you. To set it up with your Google Ads. Who set your website up? Yeah. Um, I'd have to check. They were 
a company out of Idaho. So do you, do you have access to the back end of your website, or do they have uh, rights to the domain and all that? They don't have rights to the domain. I own the domain, own the domain but okay. I don't know any any of. Because that's that's what that's what it end. is. Is that if your website isn't structured for for to convert, mm-hmm. then you'll never know. Because then then you you're just you're just paying for the click, and the thing is, anyone can click. You but if they're I not mean? taking action, it doesn't matter. So your website—that's a conversation I need to have with my website guy. Exactly. I'm and looking that's at their job. Is it, this so- is your website. Yes. All right. One thing I'm going to tell you right now: everything looks good. The only thing I would change is right here, underneath the call now button, should be a form on your home page. Could you pull that up on that TV or no? Because I think you know this is a conversation that a lot of refinishers. We, we could analyze. It'd be cool to analyze uh, BTG's site. Yep. I'll show all my emails real quick. Take that off of here. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pull it up just so you could see. See, what I'm, what I'm see this, this is good stuff right here. A lot of people... Uh, don't like any constructive criticism because they're like they take well, it and personally. It's not or personal because I mean, this is we've went through this. Danny Danny learned all this stuff through trial and error, and we actually just rebought my domain to completely redo our site for cabinets because of the same struggles everyone's having with converting ad spend into quality organic leads. But when you once you do start receiving those those quality organic leads, you're not bidding. It's not a race to the bottom yeah, for the exactly. bid because they're they're considering you as the go to person for this service. Let, let me also throw something else in there. Google cares about this, regardless of what anybody will tell you. They care that your website is tracking conversions. You know why? Because if you convert more, you pay them more. They, if your website does not have a, a, con- a conversion tracking set up on it, your Google ad will perform worse. So, because if, if you're throwing money in the dark, then you might not necessarily think Google's a good fit and you're going to stop using the platform. They know it. That's why they recommend it. So, your website, everything looks good. Honestly, like... It looks nice. It looks good. I would just write... that. I would keep the call now button because that's still an action. So whenever you do set up conversion tracking, I would set up a conversion action that's for calls so you know who went through the ad and then went on my homepage and clicked the call now button. You know exactly who did that. And then I would set up another one. I would put a form right underneath. Simple. First, last name, and what you want done, and a zip code. All right? Uh, and then put that right underneath. What that's going to do is your front page is essentially going to be acting as a landing page. Um, there's two different ways to go about it. You could either do what I'm saying here or you can reach out to that company and have them make you a dedicated landing page, which is also great. A landing page, what it does for you is that it gives the customer a very limited ability of action. So they're going to click the ad and it's going to be, you've probably hit a landing page before. It says the name of the company, a little bit about what they do, and then it has a form. That's all you can do on the page. What that does is it incentivizes people to just put their information in and you reach out. You get way more leads that way because the people can't go through your gallery. That You're basically, you're not allowing them to talk themselves out of it. 
Yeah, you're forcing them. Okay, into so would you set it up so it's a landing page with a call to action, but it's the first page, or would that be a dedicated? I I do page? both actually. So I'm gonna show you mine. Well, it depends on. I the have ad, a bathtub right? guys so, button. Yeah, like if if that that when you click if if you if you googled bathtub guys right now and a sponsored ad came up, mm-hmm. it would sh- and he clicked it, it would show you his landing page. It wouldn't be this page. And this, and this is our regular page, okay? So it has this. You go down. It's right here. That's your thing all messed up like that. What? Scroll up. Full service warranty. I don't know. It's probably because of the the, the format. That's the format on the on the TV. Okay. But um, basically here, you see how the form is right there. Somebody comes on this page, and they're probably going to put their information in. Um, it's just it's easier. Also, you know, like I said, the call thing is cool. I have one up here. They click that; it'll automatically call us. So, For it's like when you're on your phone. That, yeah, that's that's important. You, you just are, what you're trying to do is re- reduce friction. You don't want the you want to dumb it down, bro. You want to dumb it down because people are you know they're looking for you already. So, if if that's the case, what you want is people who are going to, uh, you know, they're going to go ahead and they're going to take an action. That's what you want. So take an action on your site. Let me see if I can get this thing right here. I think that TV thing. So I, I was thinking about implementing this um, for one reason. Um, I, it's I, uh, my, I, 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 ref- right I refer to it as uh, dealing with the general population. Gen pop, they uh, they'll just email me pictures, and I have no idea where they are. You know, like mm-hmm. that's why that form is so important. It forces them to put some key critical the, information. The remote, exactly. The TV's frozen, but it's okay. So, um, yeah, they just send pictures. Well, Indiana is like Florida in the sense that it's a long state. So I can't can't go all the way to Evansville, right? It'd be four hours out. Yeah, like that's another thing too. So when you're saying you're getting people out of your service area? Yes. Okay. You need to hone in. uh, Or it could be my service area. I just would price it differently if it's... Hour and a half away. So what I do, I'll show you a little bit of that too. Uh, let me get this display back up though because it froze for some reason, but it's okay. We're doing a lot right now. So yeah, the computer is pushing itself. <laughs> yeah, we're recording live. Yeah. yeah. Screen sharing. All right. I got this back up. So this is what our landing page looks like. All right. When somebody goes and they click one of our ads, this is all that they see. Yeah, you see how you can't, you can't, Hit the gallery page. You, you can't can hit see the services it has now. a little bit of information, but everything leads to a call to action. When they click this, it pops up the website form. Let's see if it does. There you go. Okay. See? So, so you it starts at that landing page, but you can't get to any. That's and, that's when you click on, on our sponsored ad, ad on yep. Google. So as when you see when you do a Google search and you see those first three ads that pop up that say sponsored in the top hand corner. Mm-hmm. So 90% of those, those ads are going to lead to a landing site. Now, after those ads, you get the organic search. Yep. The organic search will lead you to an actual website. Which is like how we pulled up yours. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, gotcha. Okay, so anything coming through here, you're going to know that was good. Exactly. Yep. Now, he, now he can track his conversions. And I, and I can track it from both. So the entire act of them doing something on the form, it, it, I, I know... I, I could tell if they did it from my website 
or if they did it from the landing page. You want to know that because if the landing page, you're, you're only supposed to use the landing page for ads. That way, you know that came from an advertisement. And you know that the website form, that, uh, whatever came in from organic is organic. So you can kind of compare the two. And that also helps you, okay, maybe I don't need to advertise as much this week. Or maybe my SEO is so fucking good that I don't even need to do ads for a little while. Or just having the information. I know I'm getting 50 from here and 30 from there. Okay. These are great nuggets because when I was spending on ads before, I, I had to quit because I you don't know the SEO was good good enough that I I couldn't get to the phone anyway. Mm-hmm. But which is which is top priority though because SEO is a greater return on investment. Okay. Like ad spend can get out of hand quickly. Yep. So like you really want to have organic. You know you know your SEO is on is on point. Then you're generating organic leads just because your keywording and shit is optimized versus paid advertising. I'm going to, let me see. I'm going to search a bath to be finishing locally. But like bath to be finishing in Orlando particularly is very competitive. So organic search in Orlando, you're going to come up with at least four or five other companies. Oh, really? Yeah. Like state of Florida is very uh, dense with refinishers. All right. I mean, there's just so many, there's so many. I'm wasting miracle methods. Hotels, apartments, condos. This is miracle method. This is their, uh, their landing page. To me, this is too busy. If you're a customer and you just want someone to reach out to you, there's way too many options here. But even though it's busy, this is another style, right? It's information heavy, but look what's floating on the entire page. A a website entry. Yep. So it's like, you could take a look at some of, it's basically like a little mini version of the site. This This is what a lot of people call like a dynamic landing page. It has, it's basically a mini website with a lot less information, but the priority is to get you to do that. What the approach that I went with is simplicity. Little tiny bit of information, all one static page, no links, only my form or the call now button. And I can tell when it came from there. So I know that my ads are working, you know, and what, and, and I know what I'm paying for. And you really want that. Yeah, this is great. So I, w- I knew I was going to have to start doing advertising again, particularly if I get it. A new hire, mm-hmm. hire another person in the next couple months. But I, I was just, I was throwing money blindly yeah. at it. And then you don't have to do it yourself either. You don't. You just don't want to relinquish all rights. So you have to stay active. If you are going to hire, you have to stay active in the in the ad development process. Yeah. Because you can get, I've done, I, I've, I'm a personal victim of the shit. Yeah. Which is like, if you allow a third-party agency to have full control when you're when you're not seeing the conversion and you want to back out, now they have control over all of your shit. So should I be asking my, you wanna, my web developer to, um, to let to, me in the back? Correct. Yes, and, yeah. what, and you want to learn. So this is the, the, to the extent of what they should do in the beginning is set up the tracking for you, right? So uh, there's a, a thing called Google Analy- Analytics. You good? Okay. Uh, there's a thing called Google Analytics. What Google Analytics is, is essentially, um, it is it has access to the back end of your website, and you set up what you want Google to take uh, to to analyze for you. So you tell Google like these are conversion actions that I want you to track, um, and it's everything from where people if someone clicked on the homepage, if they click on the gallery, you get to see how people are navigating your website. So you can optimize for that. But 
what, uh, what you do through analytics also is set up those conversion actions. Um, so they would do that for you. And then that way, every single time someone's on your website, you know that where they're, you know, where these things are coming from. Or would the, would my web designer just send me a report monthly and say X amount came from the ad that you could, X amount you came organically, you could do that. The website already has to be set up for tracking though. Um, but I'm of the mindset that even though it's a little bit of a bitch and a pain in the ass, you want to learn the platform as much as you can I, I, up until the point where, you know, like, Hey, like I could run it myself and, and do okay. I know you're going to do better than me because you're an expert, but you don't want to rely a hundred percent on a third party agency, man. Because like, like he said, no, I control the Google analytics. It's just, it's as far as it, you know, you have your landing page where it hits. Yeah, you should have them make one for you. I should have access to that pers- exactly. personally. Is what exactly. You're saying. Okay. Yeah, just so that you can make sure that, you know you're seeing the numbers and stuff too, because I mean you could have them send you a report, but again, if you don't have access to the back end, how do you know they're telling the truth? Uh, maybe they might say, "Oh, you know, your ads weren't doing as much as good as they could have been." You know, put some more money into it, and then you start wasting money. Uh, I'm gonna pull up my Google Analytics here real quick, and then I'll show you. Uh, everything good? Yeah, just doing uh, some business stuff. Okay. All right, so I'm going to pull my Google Analytics so you could see, like, all the traffic that's gone into our website. I'm going to pull it up on my computer first, and then I'll transfer it over. But, but yeah, man, it, it, the most important thing, in my opinion, is just making sure that you don't relinquish all the control because it's really hard to, it's hard to trust people, man. Like, people... People will lie to your face. They will tell you that some shit's not working even though it's working. They'll tell you that you need to spend more money and you really don't. And yeah, you don't want to... And like what, what happened to him? Explain to him what happened to you with your whole last website, people. So when we first started the business, we went the typical route. We hired a third-party agency to develop a site um, and to handle all the SEO and stuff like that. Well, in the beginning, we ran into the issue with cash flow, and we were like, okay, well, now we're spending money, but we're not seeing results. And SEO is something that takes time to build, right? Obviously, you got to build a site. You have to optimize it and continue to run your, your ads, and it's a, and it's a work it in progress. Yeah. So uh, when we decided to change our approach, we lost our domain, Ooh. access to our domain, we lost access to our Google listing. So we, have a, we had a duplicate Google listing, which is a red flag with Google because they, they look at it as like you're trying to list your business multiple times. Um, and then we, because we discontinued our service with them, we no longer, we couldn't get it taken down. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you pretty much, you become trapped. And so before you even go down that route, avoid all of it. And the best way to do it is, and but I also if if, if marketing is not your niche, which Daniel has a, a natural, you know, knack for uh, brand build, brand development, and he's really honed in on the Google Ads and and tra- uh, tracking the progress. Just find a company that's willing to do it for you, but educate you on the development, mm-hmm. and willing to uh, to teach you how your how your ads are performing and why. Exactly. But most companies won't. So that's going to be a challenge in itself. It's, it's, you just got to understand the data. You understand the data, then you know that, it, it, that whatever they're doing is working or not. So right here is our Google Analytics. Um, 2,000 new users in the last 30 days, 172 conversions. Those are people who sent us website inquiries. 
So people who sent us their first or last name, address, all that shit. It's 172 leads in 30 days. Exactly. And uh, 2,000 new users. That's good to know because Google knows if somebody has uh, gone to your website before. So if there's 2,000 new users, that means that 2,000 people who have never gone to bathtubguys.com went in that last month. Now, these, these figures can also vary depending on the demographics of your market. So Orlando's very dense. So here's a breakdown of, and they know this because there's conversion tracking, paid search. So that's how many, you know, that's how many you got on paid search. That's how many we got direct. Um, you know, that has organic social. So people who have clicked links through social media, people who directly typed it in. You could even break it down by video and stuff. We don't, you know, we don't have any this month, but you could see like all this information is good to know. And you got a couple guys in Europe. Yeah, it's probably like a podcast related, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Probably, yeah. Um, Somewhere it's in Africa. Germany. Or... So yeah, it's just one of those things. It's a good little tool. And right here, you know, event count. That means an event is anything that anybody clicks on your website. So in the last month, we've had 12,000, like out of those people, the 2,000 new users, 12,000 actions were taken. So that works out to like, what, like 10 fucking per person or something like that? Mm -hmm. There's the people who are going on the website, they might not have called. They're not a conversion. Obviously, there's a lot less conversions than the people who have come on the site, right? That's not bad though, because... You, the important thing is that that event number has gone up. What does that mean? The people are going through your site. They're clicking gallery. They're clicking contact. They're clicking the refinishing tab. They're educating themselves and they're using your website to do it. So they might not be a customer today. Which is also good too because think about your ad spend, right? So you paid, we, so because we converted our ad strategy to, to conversions, you didn't pay for 12,000 clicks. Exactly. You paid for 172 conversions. Mm -hmm. So that's why the cost per, per click model for something like we local home service isn't as valuable as it would be for say a, a uh, like a product yeah. or an online online store because you can sh just any click you could ship to any any country a product but we're looking for people who really have the need in our service area yep. People who are willing to give us their info to reach out, which is a, a customer with intent. They have the intent to do so. So the 172 conversions, that's clicking on the advertisement. Those are, no, 172 conversions forms are, that are form submissions. Out. That's leads. Physical leads. People who actually give us their info. How does Google know? So go back to that. Go back to your landing page, Danny. Fuck. If you can. I'll go back to it. The way Google knows is because when you set up a conversion action... Sorry, I'm talking to the mic. Your when, website. When you, when you set up those conversion actions, like I told you, they know um, the conversion actions is because it's through Google. It's through Google Analytics. Okay, so, so that, that needs to be added to my exactly. website. Exactly. So gotcha. they, th there's, a, there's a conversion action that's specific to your landing page. There's one that's specific to your homepage. You can break it down even further. You could break it down to they click the form in the contact page. And those 172, they submitted data. Yep. Yep. They're in first and last name, phone number, email address, zip code. Yep. And they're, they're what they're looking to have done. So yep. in a, a true, true, solid lead. Yep. We know exactly what it is. Let's see. That now that 12,000 you saw was how many people clicked on the site for any sort of event. And, and what he means by event is like, you know, you're shopping around and you're clicking on people's sites, looking at their gallery. 
Uh-huh. Those are the events. Mm-hmm. So that's just people look. He had 12,000 people look at the site and 172 people submitted a, an estimate request. So whatever percentage of it is, that's how that's pretty much what you're converting. So it was it was two thousand people who came onto the site that were new, and they those, out of those two thousand people, twelve thousand events happened. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. So that means that on average, out of two thousand people, they each did about what a thousand a thousand. I'm gonna look up or a hundred. My bad, ten. I like that. I don't know. I'm not good at math. I know. I'm just curious. Of two thousand, so that means that out of the two thousand. He had an 8.6% conversion rate to fill out that form. That's, yeah, exactly. So that's why it's important that you do volume. Because at the end of the day, if that's 172 leads in 30 days, we can't even do 172 jobs in 30 days. Exactly. So you, you, need, you, you, you don't even need to close 8.6%. You need no. to close like maybe 3%. Mm-hmm. 4% in order to get your whole crew busy for a month. Which is about 50% of the leads coming in. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, just about. And that's our closing rate. It's about it's about fifty percent. Yeah, I, I I I could probably say I, I think I close like seventy. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With bathtub guys, because of how the lead comes in, our close rate is higher. Yeah, because what happens with us, and and he's he hasn't seen it as much until recently. We all have a customer say, "Hey, I want to get this <coughs> done," and they'll say, "Okay, uh, we'll agree on everything," and then a month later is when they finally book it. Because they're planning around renovations and all these things. So sometimes the, you remember the close rates that happened today, right? When someone closes today, you remember it. But when someone reached out three months ago and then they closed in July, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's still, you're still closed it. Mm-hmm. So you, that, that rate is, it's up there. Yeah, and that's just a quick way to, to realize like how many people are submitting forms in regards to how many people are visiting a site. Exactly. And you know, some of those people are also competitors, some of those people are, are just dreamers acci- yeah, too. accidentally landed on your site. So the margin is probably actually a little bit higher. It probably is. Yeah. yeah. So and then one of the other things I wanted to mention is, you know, once you start getting guys, stuff like that, I really recommend some sort of CRM service. I don't know if you're using anything now for your calendar and stuff like that, but I, w- I was planning to look into um, a jobber. I think you guys mentioned that what you use. I think it I, um, from my understanding, people don't. People would like to be able to go online and book their own date for resurfacing. Yep. They they don't. Not everybody finds value in calling. Yep. Or I get this. There's a lot of back and forth emails. They don't tell you the address. They don't tell you their phone number. It'd be really cool to do with Jobber. Just let them book it. Yeah. With jo- so Jobber. Jobber just introduced that feature, by the way. So that now it has like true online booking. Um, it kind of takes away your upsell value, though. That is, is something I, I would say yes. Now, but there is something to be said. There are customers who won't call or fucking text. They just want to do it. So having yeah, the yeah. option, yeah. I think, is a good thing. Um, we haven't implemented implemented it to our site yet, but uh, some some other people like Bathart. Have I don't. Done I don't it. think I will because of all the variables. Like when you got three or four guys out in the field. Shit yeah. goes wrong. That's true. And then when you have this calendar booked out without any thought process behind it, I don't know if you're going to be as efficient well, as you could be. You really, that's really for a company that's scaled a little more because what you really need um, is somebody to basically be a calendar person. Mm-hmm. You need a dedicated person to where, even if an online booking came in, 
the calendar needs to be ready for that booking to make play to take uh, make sense. You know what I'm saying? So like, let's say you haven't updated the calendar in a week, and then you look at it and you got seven jobs on Monday. That's fucked. So you need a dedicated person. It'll notify you that yeah, someone someone bumped. has to know what our capabilities are. Because like, for exactly. example, what happens if a truck goes down? What exactly. happens if a tech calls out? What happens? And then so you have to. Someone's got to kind of be balancing it. But Jobber is really valuable with a few things. Follow up, immaculate. You know, yeah. I was talking about this with my brother. We also do real world follow up. We call back and like talk to them like, hey, how did you th- what do you think about that quote, all that stuff. But in the beginning, when you're really busy, sometimes you don't have time for that. Jobber does automatic quote follow ups. And a lot of the time we close jobs just because of that. We, the email will be automatically sent out like, hey, what do you guys think about the quote? And the customer will be like, hey, I, 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 we're going to go ahead and do it next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just does some of that easy work for you. Because you got to remember, not everyone is like us. Sometimes people are shopping heavy. And they might have called 10 companies. They might have forgot who the fuck you were. Or you might have been the only one that followed up. And not necessarily their favorite. Who cares? And you it, followed it up. It goes back to providing that like premium level of service. Like exactly. The, the integration, when everything's integrated like that. You're, you're making it 10 times easier for the customer to exactly. say yes. So, like, when we send a quote out, one, it offers financing options as well. So, like, that's another tactic that has helped us close larger scale projects is that it, Jobber integrates financing options into your, to your quote. Yeah. So, with one click, do you want to pull up Jobber or no? I don't want to pull up my no, job. Okay. Yeah, I know. Sorry. But, uh, yeah, anyways, it has, it has features that allow you to help, help, help you close. Yeah. It's professional. There's images. There's line items. Quoting has just gotten easier because now you're not having to write out every single line item. You know, it's pre. Everything's pre-organized by price and and service. Does it help you get a sign off? Like when the job's done, sign off here that it's every time we have an appro- nice. approval, uh, they have to sign it, and then you could put like a work authorization. <sighs> I'm gonna show it. I'm gonna show it. It's okay. Let me go ahead. They have like a, you could show mine if you want. They have like a private view thing too. Me, give me a second. I'm gonna pull it up over here, and then I'll put it on the big screen. But yeah, Jobber. Look, Jobber's really good at like uh, it. Just streamlines your business, bro. And, and, and it's expensive. It is expensive, and, and it's getting more expensive. They're gonna go keep going. That's another thing about committing to any sort of platform is like when you commit heavily, they kind of got you by the balls. All right, I'm gonna go to but running around it without any type of CRM. It's terrible. Is you know that's. Not a good idea. For well, yeah, I mean, term. and this tracks this tracks your your everything. It's one. It's synced to you sync it to QuickBooks, um, and they have payment processing integrated into the CRM itself, so you don't have to have a, a another payment source to collect. It's all in one all one right. in home application. So, like I told you, we collect a deposit on every job. I do a one dollar deposit. The only reason for that is. That's the minimum amount that you could put on Jobber for a deposit. And what it does is as soon as they put the deposit down, it collects their card info, saves it on file. That helps because at the end of the day, when you finish a job, you could be like, hey, you want to charge your card on file? Click a button. It's done. You get paid really quick. Beautiful. Um, Also, what that does is you could enforce your cancellation policy. Somebody cancels an appointment, you charge them. It does not matter, bro. I have never... I get maybe two, three people a fucking year who complain about it, who like really are like, I'm not going to do it because of that. I just had the, my job on Wednesday cancel. Exactly. Somebody 
So I had she a, found a better price somewhere. I, I had a lady who tried to cancel last Thursday, and I was like, "Well, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to charge you the two hundred dollar cancellation fee." And she's like, "Wait, uh, I completely forgot about the fee." She's like, "It's two hundred dollars." I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, well, "I'm just going to keep it then, because this other person's only giving me a hundred dollars off." And I'm like, "Yeah, beautiful." Yeah, so, I, co- I collect twenty five percent. He collects twenty five percent, non refundable, and it's a bigger. It's so a, if you cancel, it's already you already you already paid for the the cancellation exactly. And then when you when they book these appointments uh, on here, so I'm not going to show the full customer info, but right here, it, on their end, it'll prompt them to sign. And you put your terms here, right? So you could read what I put there, but there's your signature attached to it. This this PDF copy is saved on the cloud. You could pull it up whenever you want. So I actually I had a customer who did a $1,500 chargeback four months after we did a job. And the bank reached out to me for documentation because they said that they never bought the service. I sent them that. And Jobber sent me the money before it was even, like before the investigation even closed. They just sent me the money back because, because I had a signature on file. So, um, yeah. So, you could know. You, could, you op- could you act like you're going to open a quote? Like create a quote real quick? Yeah. Just say create. I invoice through Square right now, but I have QuickBooks too, so I, I'm not married to that. If this requires well, this me will, to this use, will integrate with QuickBooks. Will it integrate with Square? Yeah. You won't need Square. If you, you won't need this. Square anymore, but it does integrate with it if you need it to. So like, just like I'd that. like to get rid of Square because they just raise the rates again. They do it again? And they're like, we do all this extra stuff now, but I don't use any of that extra stuff, yeah. so just paying more. So if you're making a quote, this is what it is, you know. Yeah, you would input client information, input your job title, yeah. then you would open up your. You have we have preloaded uh, services and pricing, so it makes quoting efficient. You can attach photos to the project, which, which I is like good for technicians because everyone wants to know what they're getting into for the day. And and does that um, so do your technicians have a tablet? On them, they do, they right. They download the app right to their phone. You create them a, a profile, mm-hmm. and then you can also limit their rights. Yep. So depending on what what you want your your employee to see, if you don't want them to see pricing, you, they don't have to. They can only see a scope. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about that. But that one of the things I like the most about awesome. it. One of the things I like the most about it, honestly, is so the reason I got Jobber, he told me about it, and I didn't realize that they had this solution. Every fucking scheduling software, for some reason, allowed every fucking person to see the other person's schedule. And I, I was like, like, you know, this guy doesn't need to know that this guy's working that day and he's not. Yeah. You can assign by the tech. You can assign by the tech, which is great. So the tech only sees his schedule. Or if he's a, a foreman and needs to go with somebody, he could see the other guy's schedule. But only when they're assigned together. See what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Did you look at Service Titan at all? Because I was no, familiar with that. I have I've heard, heard of, of it. Yeah, HVAC guys and stuff. A lot of those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. service titan, and it, it looked very similar. That and House Call Pro. House Call Pro, I've heard of too. It, it shows a picture of the technician come up to your house, and it, you know, yeah, it, I don't know. Jobber does that. Here's Gary. He's married with mm-hmm, two kids mm-hmm. and likes barbecuing. You know. That's no, but that shit matters because I get about at least once a month. I get a call saying, "Does he speak English? Who is he?" And it's like. And then you have to have that whole conversation. We also should push. I know this is a stupid little thing, but we should make all the guys take profile pictures. Absolutely. I plan on showcasing the crew as much as possible on social media too because that they are the ones. So that way when they're assigned, it shows their face. Mm-hmm. So the people aren't going to the door blind. Can we do that? 
Yeah. Do Jobber? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a definite. On their, so when you go into the back end of Jobber, when you go to manage team, you could add a profile picture. Oh, yeah. We're doing Your that. guys. That's cool. And that's, it's a cool little okay, feature. That's exactly like service and, type. And, and it also, it does notify them who you attach to their project. Mm-hmm. So the customer will see the technician's names mm-hmm. what, on who's going to come do the work. Yeah. Which is good. You know, they're not asking like, hey, uh, where's you, that guy? You might get treated a little bit better, too. I, I, I noticed... Um, like from being in sales for years, um, if you can have an in-person meeting yep. with a potential client, they treat you completely different than, yeah. than if you just contact him over email. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, it's not just a technician that I'm having in my house. It's it's Gary, the father mm-hmm. of four. Mm-hmm. Or, well, that's something that you're going to have to focus heavy is they're hiring you. Yep. Even if you're not going to go do the work, they're hiring you. And because and, no one sells your company like you. And yep. if you can have those more intimate conversations with the, with the customer, your, your sales ratio is going to go up. And, and one of the best ways I've found about it is when I answer the phone or my brother is like, we talk about, we don't just say the tech is going to be there. You know, we try to say, you know, our tech Ralph, our tech, you know, Damon, when we used to have Damon or whatever, yep. our tech Tyler, like anybody is going to like, they, they are humanizing the person. Also, it also takes away that, like, who the hell's going to come to my house? Who do I need to be on the lookout for? And we are a small business. And like, we are a small business. It's, exactly. it's only four or five guys. And a lot of the times, even if you're doing it yourself sometimes because you have to, like, they, if you are the only one on all the media, they're going to assume it's you all the time. That's why a lot of guys get into a hard place when they name their company, like, Mike's Plumbing. It's like, where the fuck's Mike? It's like, <laughs> Mike hasn't touched a fucking plumbing tool in 50 years. Yeah. But... Like, you want to just give that extra peace of mind because people, things happen to people. People have weird experiences. They want to know who's coming to their house. want to know what they look like. You know, and, the, and also there's a paper trail of it. So if something, God forbid, something happens, they feel safer knowing I have a picture of this person. And it goes back to that elite customer service. You exactly. wonder why you could charge the most. You're doing the most. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going the full experience, because people are purchasing an experience, right? Like, we and just in Orlando, how many competitors do we have? Too many bro, count, bro, like a lot. And so it's like, how do you distinguish yourself? And it's those little, those little aspects be better. of the business, yeah. Like, bro, honestly, one of the things, I, I, I'm going to cut it here. We'll start another one. We'll do four. Because unless you guys want to end it there, is that cool? I got to go. Sir. You got to go? Yeah. Okay. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll just do this one a little longer then. But like. you guys could go without me. No problem. Well, one of the things I wanted to say is, you know, a lot of people think they're shortcuts. They think that like, I want to talk to this person who's ahead of me because they might know something I don't, right? And sometimes there is a little bit of that. But if you think that you meeting any one person is going to turn the shit off overnight, bro, most of the time we talk to people, someone like Danny who's making millions doing this, it's all the same answer. You want to be better, be, you want to do better, be better. You want more money, like provide the, the extra value to make more money. Like, you can't just like expect like, hey, I'm going to, today I'm charging 500, tomorrow I'm going to charge 1,000 and it's just going to be cool. Like, and you're not doing anything different than the other guys. One of the reasons why I don't like platforms like uh, Thumbtack for tubs, and I've talked about this before, is because on Thumbtack, everybody's a top rated pro. They don't, they don't let you, like if you have three stars, like they'll kick you off the platform. They'll kick you off the platform. So, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, like I'm paying for this lead. It's like, okay, but that lead has talked to three or four other top pros. 
If everyone's a top pro, sometimes five. Yeah. So if if everyone's five. if everyone's a top pro, you already know they're all good at their job. What is the only thing you have to think about? Price. Exactly. It's a race to the bottom. It's a race to the fucking bottom. And, and it's expensive and, as hell. And they're never gonna. I I told them this early on. They're never gonna let you make enough money to stop using them. Why would they? Why, that's why they're sending the same lead to five qualified people. And and not only is it a race to the bottom, just because let's say you're gonna do the job for five hundred dollars and everybody else bid it at eight hundred. Yep. They're still gonna de- demand the same amount of quality. Exactly. Or yeah. they could even be pickier. Yep. Like I've noticed with pricing. It's not like if I price some a repair, let's say fiberglass repair at one seventy five instead of two fifty, mm-hmm. like they're not any more forgiving. Mm-hmm. No, so I might as well charge the, the two fifty. Yeah, yep. It's 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 one of those things, man. Like at the end of the day, that's it. Goes back to that conversation with the dude who uh, took him three hundred dollars off his own job. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly, and, and and that guy when he gets bigger is gonna. I'm saying he's gonna feel like a dummy if he ever even gets there. Hopefully he does. Yeah, hopefully he does. But th- bro, business is. It doesn't. It, he, he's. Hopefully he does, but he's gonna have to change his his, mind, his mindset. mindset. Yeah, you got to get rid of that type of mindset. No, you got to get rid of the scarcity there's just, there's mindset. So, exactly. There's so many. Everybody's people. terrified. If you feel bad that you're charging so much, that's lack of confidence. And if you're not confident in your ability and your product, how is a client going to be confident in hiring you? And they would, they were gonna, like you said, they want, they still wanted it perfect, whether you charge them twelve or you charge them nine. Yep. They're not like, oh, it's okay. You only charge me nine. Oh, God, it could look like God shit. forbid his truck breaks down next week and the repair cost is two ninety nine. <laughs> like, th- this is why we charge, guys. Yeah. Like these things, you're not thinking about them in the moment, that's but they happen. That's three hundred dollars of ad spend, bro. Exactly. That's three hundred dollars that, like, bro. Regardless of what it was, you get like the value is there. They saw it. They were willing to pay it. You took it out of your own pocket, and now that's $300 less that you have in ads, less that you have in uniforms, less that you have to take your fucking kids to Disney, all these things that you might want to do, all these life goals, that's $300 less that you have because, oh, I feel bad for the client who told me 1200 was okay. And you can always, you always, you know, if you feel like you're pricing high, price high and work down. Exactly. Don't start down because you can't go back up. Or also, well, see, he did that. You know what I'm saying? He, well, he went. He priced it high. He won the bid, and then gave, and then went down. Then went down. I'm saying price high. If you get negative feedback on the on the price, and you're willing to, that's go down, the difference. It's then like go down. If it comes from customers, like, hey, this is a little too expensive, and you're hearing that over and over, it might be time for an adjustment. Either you need to provide more value, or you need to lower the prices and get more realistic. But or you or you know what? Another, he just took the rug from under himself. He even could have. He even if you if you truly felt like the price the job was priced way too high. You could have supplemented the value with a buffing, a second day buffing. I do that. Sometimes. You know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes, like, there's ways to get around it where you can keep your margins the same. Yep. And not, and also provide quality. Provide something a little extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, that that would have been a good tactic. But, you know, if you feel guilty, go go through and put a ceramic glaze on it. Shit, I don't feel guilty. Yeah. You know how many tubs I've redone when we know we're not supposed to. You know, you want to know and look. We, we've talked plenty about that guy, but I really hope that he, he starts thinking more. Like in this world, you don't have to be selfish, but you also don't have to be a fool, man. Like, and you don't have to um, 
hide information, you know, no. like, hey, you using Java or a service type great for sure. Great. There's a, there's enough buy out there for everybody. Yep. Um, I, I DM um, uh, Marissa. Yep. Yep. And I, cause she has more experience in the industry than I do. And, you know, she's helpful and she'll give me some recommendations on some, some certain products. And, and she's, she's really, she's doing a really good job with her, uh, Social media. Mm-hmm. I put her on to that. Yeah, Dan, Danny's the one that uh, that changed her mindset on that. She was like, oh, I don't really know about posting stuff. And I'm like, Marissa. She feels weird talking into Do you know, the phone, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's, now she's so good at it. Yeah, but like, now she's known for it. <laughs> and, and she also surpassed what both of us thought was possible. I remember I... I oh, the numbers. I look at yeah. the numbers she's doing on that. It's crazy. Yeah, I, because I she has a niche. She's a, she's a trades woman. That's true. Which is like... A whole thing, yeah. right? Like, like that's that's a niche. There's not many of them. Maybe, um, maybe my labor. Uh, maybe I need to do some more social media with her on there because it would it's be great. Un- that and like so. Also, is just more social media in general for you because it builds brand awareness. Like it's it's some, what I was telling Daniel. Like when it's something that is in your control, mm-hmm. right? Like you maybe may, you're not going to turn on the computer tomorrow and be a Google Analytics expert. But damn sure you can make a video talking about why you should pick us to refinish your tub. And you should pick us because I'm telling you that I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to do it right. And, and I take value in my work and blah, 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 blah. But it's, it's something that's in your control that you can change your business with. So to not do it is strictly just an action. Uh, how active are you on social media? Um, I probably do one or two posts a week. Okay. Plus, what we've learned is Facebook ads in general is a is an affordable way to market. It is, yeah. Facebook ads are good. You need it's content. You need content. Yeah. Good pictures, good video. But it, it is effective. It's effective and it's affordable. Um, on social media, man, a lot of people have this hiccup. They are too worried about what to post instead of just posting. And. A lot of people spend so much fucking time. They're very, I'm not saying this is you. This happened to him. It's happened to me. They're inconsistent posting because they don't know, yeah, is this going to be good enough to post? When in reality, if you look at who's dominating social media anywhere, they're posting whatever the fuck. That's really the truth. So I could, I could for example, um, you know, my, I, my voicemail set up right now that, you know, we're still accepting, um, we're still booking jobs and quoting um, limited access to phone. We're on holiday this week, um, but I even post on that. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Indiana resurfacing management last day in Florida. You, you should know. you should be posting you and your wife on vacation right now on your page. About, hey, we're taking a quick break. We can't wait to get back to work and keep providing quality service to our customer. And you and your wife, who are real people, yep, who really run this company. And they see that, that this is the guy who owns this. This is the guy who cares for this. And he's a person and he goes on vacation with his wife and he's ready to come back. And when you get back to work, you should be like, hey, we're here on Monday, man. We're ready to get back to it. Thank you guys for all your support. And, and post it. Yep. See, I, maybe I was overthinking it where I was like, okay, it specifically has to be. And that, it and, doesn't. And, and that's probably because of your corporate background. Mm-hmm. But you're small business now. They're hiring you. And believe it or not, these big companies are doing that now. To, to be more personal. Yeah. A lot of the people who are CEOs of these companies, they have what's known as personal brands. And Elon Musk, 
he'll post him at Boca de Pepo fucking eating Italian food. And then he'll, and, and, and like, he's, he's become bigger than the thing. Like, if Elon Musk left Tesla tomorrow and started another EV company, it would already be competing with Tesla. That's, that's a good point. So the corporate background helps in certain aspects, but then it's, it's limiting. In others. Because I'm used to thinking in a very narrow lane. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the company is like, I had a $2.5 billion company. And well, pe- strict pe- rules. People like buying from people. And when you, when you humanize your brand, it feels like you're buying from an individual rather than a corporate entity. And people don't like corporations, bro. Yeah, because we're, we're local service providers. Exactly. You, what, what's your service radius? I, like, I, I do 60 miles, and that's big. I do 35 or 40, something like that. I'll do about 50 or 60. 50, yeah, okay. so, so, you know, like, they know you live here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're local. Yeah. Only servicing your community. And, and you know what's also really cool, bro? And this is something that, like, I know, you know, Indiana has to have, like, events that are local and flea markets and these little things. Record a quick little video. Take a picture of you at these places. And you're going to start seeing people from Indiana, like, I love that place. Have you been to this thing? And you guys start talking and chatting, and then they start looking at what you do, and they will buy from you. Like, That's that bathtub guy. Literally, bro. That's the bathtub guy. Like, it, it happens. Like, it's it's weird, but social media is that powerful. Um, and it's not going to happen overnight. It is a thing that you need to do, but you'll start getting a following, man. And, and, and honestly, it's rewarding. It is. Because you work hard as fuck. You should be bragging about that shit. Yep. Like, you should, like, dude, we run our own companies. That is not an easy feat. We have something to brag about. It's it's stressful. a lot, bro. That's, it's a that's lot. Why you most should, people don't do you it. You should be extremely prideful. You should be saying like, "I do this. I'm proud of this." Yeah, social media is great, man. It's just you gotta see. I, I whenever I hear someone like, "Oh, I only post a, a couple times a week," and even I've been guilty of it. Like right now, I've posted another while, but you have to get out of the mindset of what the fuck am I gonna post versus just it's time to post something. And 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 you're a processes guy. Build a process. Yep. If you can't do it regularly, then in your mind, structure it in a linear way. You know, Mondays and Tuesdays, I'm going to create content, but I need to create enough content on Monday and Tuesday for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And you preload, you preload content. So and that way, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you're not as concerned with what we're posting today. Also, don't, don't feel afraid to tell your sub, like, hey, if you could take like some before and after video, if you can take some, uh, don't even make it optional. Yeah. Also, part of your fucking job is to go in there and take a good picture part before. Of your job. Yeah. Take a good ass picture afterwards, and if you send me some bullshit ass picture, I'm gonna tell you that's bullshit. Yeah, you, you should. should look you like you know what? He's right because you could tell him, look, that's gonna get us more work when I post it. But also, if a customer makes up a story about you left something like this and I don't have proof, then we're we're fucked. So you should be documenting every job. It needs to be documented. Also, if you're not working one day, but you go to a job site to drop a product off or whatever, make a video of you in the truck. Hey, I'm just going down to this job site to do this. We're doing this, this, and this in the house. And just letting you guys know, you know, we're busy today. And if you guys, uh, you know, want a job, whatever, whatever, make something out of it, though. You know, a a lot of people find it really interesting, like just the day to day, the stuff that we find boring. People are like, yeah, that's fucking cool to watch. Like I started showing a lot of our shop work. Uh-huh. Right, like people, like yeah, we refinish cabinets. Show it, show what you do. We're fucking in there painting a shit ton of cabinets every week. I started showing the guys doing it. I showed them sanding. I showed them painting. I showed them 
wrapping doors. I show them prepping. I show them actually doing the work. And when I go into customers' homes, especially the younger demographic, when I go to a, and homeowners who are within 20 to 40, mm-hmm. I ask, do you have an Instagram? I was like, I use that as my digital portfolio. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see what we're all about, check it out. That's it. And they're like, oh, really? And then they follow me. Yeah, it's a fucking free portfolio. So they like buying from somebody, right? But on on the other side of it, I've noticed lately, they feel more comfortable buying from you if um, it's not just a one-man show. Because they're kind of, they they don't say it to be offensive, but I've I've noticed as I've been able to get on the phone more, they're kind of like, is it just you or is it like a company and, yeah, it, and they definitely want it to be not just you. It's it, a, there's a stigma behind it, and, it, but rightfully so. They don't want you to just bounce out. <laughs> exactly. It's here's the thing, people. They they don't, they might not even be thinking this this way, but subconsciously, it's too easy for you to just go. But if there's people depending on you and stuff, naturally you're more hesitant, right? Like you got five guys depending on you every day. They have families and they need paychecks and they have insurance and. If you pick up and leave mortgages and yeah, it, things happen. But if it's just you, you could just pick up and disappear. Also, not for nothing, but well, people people could just die. Like yeah. something could happen. And now what? You bought from the one man show and now you're fucked. It's true. It happens. You bought from the one man show, but uh, he moved to another state. Exactly. I'm sure, it happens all the it happens all the, all the, time. Time. All the time. Yeah, even companies do that, but. People just feel, they just feel better. It's like consumer psychology, man. Kind of just understanding what people want. Yeah, especially when you're charging a premium. People want to buy from a legit company, but they want it to feel personal. And that's, and the, that's the touch. And we are legitimate companies. Yeah. We're no different. We're just not the same size. You, yep. still, you still have a whole process. Your, your management, your sales, your, the marketing agency, your, your, your everything. You're still doing all those roles. It's just not on the same scale. The way, the way I like to think about it is, like, everybody wants big company, like, ability, but with a small business feel. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies are going to, they're going towards that. Like Chick-fil-A. They, they, it's like a, like, they're boutique kind of stuff now. That's what, like, that's what they call it. It's like, oh, I'm a boutique, like, wedding planner. They do, like, three million a year. But they make it feel personal. They have those personal touches. You talk to a human. You know, like, you're not talking to a robot operator on the phone. Like, you know, like, you're actually answering your fucking phone. I save my customers' contact information in my phone. So when I answer the phone and I know who it is, I'm like, oh, hey, John. Yep. And he's like, oh, uh, and I'm like, yeah, what's up? How can I help you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that's, that's helps because I'm out of the field. Yep. I can actually have the, the fucking mental capacity to remember this guy and what we talked about and all that shit. And it, it really changes the whole experience. Yep. I was not enjoying um, owning my job. So it's like it, I'm, I'm going to be on a race to sort of implement some of these, these marketing things because I, I definitely would like to get another team member. Yeah, man. It's, bro, it changes, it changes so much. Like, you, you're always going to be working, but you, the work becomes different. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, like right now, my brother's answering the phone. Like me three weeks ago, two weeks ago, like I would be stressing here 
customers hitting me up while I'm doing this. <laughs> That's me. Uh, and I would have I would have to I would have to go back to them after and, and, and like it's it's a hard balance. And it's okay, we're all at different levels. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? Like that's part of the accomplishment. Like I exactly. wouldn't I wouldn't feel the same way if it was just given to me. It's it's part of building this business that is why you get into entrepreneurship in the first place. It's just not losing yourself in the journey because it can become overwhelming. And so like you do what you can and, and that's what I was saying, do what's in your control. Social media is in your control and it's relatively cheap. And you know, going through the third party agencies and spending astronomical amounts on ad spend, that can get you into some pickles in the beginning. Yeah, it can. But for there sure. are things that are in your control. And, you know, that, that's one of them. Yeah, social media is brand building. It's the 21st century, 21st century way to build a brand, bro. I was talking to my father about it the other day and I was saying, like, it's weird because I'm, I'm going to be 30 this year. And I was like, uh, I was like, in 10 years from now, the median house um, homeowner age is going to be me. And we are going to be completely on social media. Everyone owning homes at 35, 45 year old are going to be experts at social media, which is not the case today. Like te techniques like Valpack are going to be irrelevant mm -hmm. to techniques like uh, newspaper advertising, magazines are all going to be irrelevant. They they're pretty much irrelevant yeah. unless you're in the villages. Exactly. If you're yeah. in the villages, so the, the, you do know, a like, newspaper ad. I, me and Dan, well, yeah, Danny's a little bit younger than me, but I'm, I'm pretty much like the beginning of social media. Like I remember MySpace and Facebook, and that's when it really started kicking off. I was a teenager going through all that, and now it's a part of my life. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, and that's, gonna, that's only going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and I'm social, 25. I'm 29. <laughs> There you go. You're young and doing it. Um, and that's another thing we tell people is like, there's a lot of fucking crazy fuckers like us coming in the industry. Yeah. That you, if you, you have to remain competitive, which is unfortunate. You know, if you're, not, if you're not fluent with it, it's only a matter of time before more young guys come in and they just take TikTok think, to the next level. I think I told you this one time, but I, I've told it to a couple people. It's like, I'm going to be cool with you, but every day, like, I'm looking to destroy you because I'm, I'm gonna over either you're gonna join me or I'm gonna overtake you. Bro. He's very competitive. <laughs> like I like I tell people this shit all the time. My intent is to fucking win, bro. But me like, too, though. That's really my that's intent. It. We're not here to fuck around. Most the only people I see doing proactive posts in Indianapolis right now is would be Indiana resurfacing to some mm -hmm. degree, and um, Miracle Method is having a call to action on Instagram. Yeah, they do sponsored ads. Because I look at a bunch of... Those sponsored ads are cool. Like, I like them because yeah. you can target local, 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 super local. Like, yeah. I want to... Only people within 20 miles of where I live can see this sponsored ad. And it, it can't, you can't get much more toned in than that. And no, nobody else is doing any social media. I can't find them Yeah, anywhere. But like I was saying, I've been following you for a long time. Probably before you even realized, because before I came on the podcast, nobody fucking knew about me. <laughs> like, I, and, but, so I was following refinishers in the industry my first year because I didn't fucking know what how to go about the business. For sure. Don't, and I through social media, I, me and Danny met. We came on the podcast. I learned shit on this podcast every single time. I took episode. him to Puerto Rico. We did a project over there together. I know. It was I, his I, first I, commercial yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and we, we killed that shit. Yeah, that shit was great. That, that opened my eyes to uh, my own potential as a person. I went from a one-man show... Having one helper to then out, had a second helper, fired the first helper. We went to Puerto Rico. I grabbed three of my fucking cousins and were like, bro, we're going to fucking Puerto Rico. You're going to help me with this project. And from that moment forward, 
have a company. It's fucking crazy. Does it typically take you, like, I had to fire five people to get the one that's currently with me because it's like they just didn't have attention to detail. That's it. It's it. They didn't have the attention to detail. And, you know, you're, you're in uh, Carmel, Indiana, affluent suburb. I've, fired, I've had to fire three people, and I currently have three people. So I've been through six employees. I'm at a 50% success rate. Look, uh, <laughs> these people lose their lose their fucking mind and understandably you're in a thirty forty thousand dollar bathroom you can't have overspray and mm-hmm. come in with muddy boots and the, so danny from alliance told me something really early on and he told me hire fast fire faster so let's face it the guys who are good in your company in your company in my company you see it the moment they step into the fucking door you see it the first week when you put them to the test, how they handle problems and stuff. You cannot fix common sense. What did we talk about before? People don't have common sense, man. It, it's, it's common sense. It is. I, I would, if I'm going into a nice home, you know, where these people are spending, I subcontract for uh, Worthington. Um, it's like a design house where they'll come in and redesign your your bathroom for you, and, uh-huh. and then they sub out all the work. So they got their painters, uh, they got their tile people, I'm their tub guy. Okay. Um, oh, where was it going with that? Talking I, about uh, common sense, and, and common when sense. you go into a certain value of home, that you, yeah. need to ha- you need to be on point. So if you can afford to hire Worthington, and they have a sales lady, and she's going to do you know, the 3D you know, drawings and all that house, stuff yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. If you can afford that service, you know, these people are going to be uh, picky. picky. Yeah. Because they're spending a lot of money. And yeah. also, you know, these guys, they all, some of them pretend like they have dreams and aspirations. Like, oh, I want to grow in this company. But they're fucking up at level one. How are you going to, how, how do you expect to be up here my foreman, the person I could trust with all this extra responsibility if you're fucking up right here. If you're not putting tape on a fucking $3,000 vanity because you don't feel like it, well, yeah. then fuck off. I, I, I actually heard that. So my, so my process, this sounds maybe stupid and like super granular, but when I open the bed of the truck, um, I use a sustainer for my paper and my plastic uh-huh. wrap. The rule is, once that roll is finished, immediately re- recharge it, and I can open up the back of the truck and look in there and say, oh, I need to reload it with a paper and a plastic uh-huh. and two rolls of tape. And I've had dude just told me, like, yeah, I, I didn't do that because I didn't feel like it. Well, I would, so then I'm going to be on a job site, you know, not 50 minutes Fifty it, minutes it, from Home Depot or whatever. The moment somebody says, "I didn't feel like it," I, I would tell. Like them, I would be like, "Go home, go home," and I'm not taking you. Yeah, seriously. I, I swear to God, I would tell them, "Look, and if you don't want to make a show at a customer's house, hey, let, let's go take a trip. Take them to the nearest fucking like gas station, drop them off, and be like, all right, bro, I I, I didn't feel like taking you home today, and leave, bro.' You're, the, you're joking. That's that's. Bro, that's gangster. Don't, bro, don't tolerate that bullshit. Oh, Danny's gangster, bro. Don't tolerate that bullshit, bro. But see, I really haven't had too many problems. Like, like my the my firings have been more because of, uh, uh, like showing up on time, 
um, consistency issues, but but what I do do is I oversee the guys a lot. Imagine if I'm I, like up in your shit. Bro, imagine, sure. imagine if Little Angel said I didn't feel like it to you on a job site. He's also, going home. Also, bro. you do hit a certain point where you're like, I don't fucking need you, dude. Yeah. Like, like you know how many people ask us for a job? It, in the beginning, when I first started, I was like, oh, I can't fire him because I have all these jobs. And what happens? I learned. I learned. That's why well, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm on a race to get the second person because yeah. I don't want anybody having well, too much exactly. control. Bro, don't, leverage, don't yeah. let them smell it on you, though. Yeah, you it doesn't, can't bro, show it. Even if you're desperate, don't let them smell it, bro. I'm not desperate because I can spray a beautiful tub myself. Exactly. So but there you go. I just don't want to run, run and, around like a jackass. Let's say, let's say you have a taste of that. Like, all right, I got two solid guys, and they start acting out, and you're like, damn, I really don't want to let them go. Bro, fuck all of that. If someone's fucking up, believe me, they're going to cost you more in the long run than if you just cut the cancer out now, bro. And then when you Don't can, let it linger. Then the guys have a new sense of pride. Like, yeah. when you're... When you're whole, like, right now, my teams, we make mistakes. We're humans, but mm-hmm. no one's careless. Yeah, well... I don't you, have a single careless tech. There, there's something. So the lady, then that's a win, right? But, yeah, but yeah. like, how much do you tolerate callbacks? Because you're going to have a certain amount of callbacks. You, there's going to be a little piece of dust you, get in there. You use it as a learning process. If, if and, it's something that I would do in the field, I'll understand. Yeah. If it's something that has happened to me, fucking sweat dripped in. That yeah. shit happens. Oh, dust that, fell in. That shit happens. Negligence is not ever. Negligence acceptable. is not like. For example, we had one of my my youngest tech. He um, this week. We're painting doors, and he uh, undercatalyzed the paint on the top coat, oh, and fuck. and it's like I could either raise hell right now or whatever. I fixed it. That I spent a whole day fixing my company shit because my company's important to me. Exactly. I had one conversation with him. I said, "This is what happened. I understand how it happened. You're probably tired. You're moving. You're jobbing. You fucked up." I said, "This mistake can never happen again." Yep. That's it. That's all I have to say to you. This mistake. Can never happen again. And if it does, you don't yell, you don't scream. No, no, I, I never disrespect. That's them. why I wanted to run I my ne- own business because I, I, in the past, I no, was around a lot no. of yellers and screamers, and I'm just like, there has to be a better but way. You know why though? Is because in corporate structure, they they will keep around someone who is literally negligent because they for for what this happens in corporate America, they'll have somebody who can literally do the job of two people, but they'd rather have two people doing it. Like things like that happen all the time in corporate America. So there's like everybody who everybody who I know who's worked a corporate job knows that there's someone who's doing a lot less than everybody else and sucks at their job, and like he's still there no matter what. That happens a lot. Nobody knows why they. Still, I, I, I don't still know. Keep them I think it's because there's so many different levels of structural and ownership, and they already put them through the training, and on paper they're qualified. That they're hesitant to let people go in it's case not, it's not their they money. Need them. <laughs> but again, like you said, it's not their money. It's your fucking money. You're when, like, dude, I'm not wasting my money on you. When you're the boss, bro, there needs to be something that that you're gonna learn. They need to borderline fear you to res- and respect you. They need to know that, like, when you say, like, "Hey, you fucked that up again," like you're done. If you have two guys, if he fucks up again and he's not gone, then the next guy's gonna start thinking like, "How serious is he?" Actually, that was the, the nail in the coffin. Is the and and then he didn't reload my my hand maskers, my three hand maskers. Bro, imagine not doing this because you don't feel like he it. didn't fucking feel like. I it. would send him to the gulag, bro. Fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, he went bye bye. But yeah, fuck that guy. I don't know if that sounds ridiculous, but I was just no, like, no, it's not because not, it, it's bro, a test of it's, integrity. It's not rocket science, yeah. you know. And then he broke the maskers. 
No. Nope. <laughs> I would have taken out of his check. Yeah. Fuck yep. all that. So you, you have to use your discretion. Yeah. I mean, I use my discretion. I, I, I lead my company differently. I, I just, you know how I am. Yeah. No, but you, you, you got to be nice, but you can't be a fool. Exactly. You got to be fair, but you also got to push them. The, all of these things are true. You know, if, if you know that at your age right now, if you had to do four tubs by yourself today, you would get it done because of the money. You should expect that a younger guy who's half your fucking age is doing this shit can knock out four by himself if he needs to, if, if you need to push him. Now, you're going to avoid pushing him as much as possible. But you're, you, that, that's the balance. It's like, you're a nice guy. This shit needs to get done today, though, bro. And you could do it. You know how I know you could do it? Because I could do it. And, and way, I tell those guys, like... And if you're not going to do it, I'll do it. You need to do it. Do you like your job? Do you like this company? Yeah. We need to stay in business. Yeah. So, so the number that I'm sort of looking at is I can look at my three best months over the year, and if I can, by myself, generate $14,000, let's yep. say, gross sales, then there's no reason a technician should not be able to do that at a bare at a bare, bare minimum, because yep. I'm taking the phone calls, I'm doing the scheduling, I'm doing exactly. all, all these yep. other hats. And so by the you, way, you should at least be able to be. A I want to throw the four tubs is in like a commercial setting. I'm not saying like go to four people's houses. I'm saying like in a commercial setting, there's four tubs lined up for you in a hotel. Like you could knock them out, but because some people are going to be like, oh, four yeah, tubs typical a day. residential. If you're if two you're, tubs, yeah, two tubs, about two tubs a day. If you're not driving a lot, if you're driving yeah. a lot, maybe less, but. At the end of the day, the real the real thing is like you want to get those guys producing tub and tiles. Yep. You know that's where that's where everyone's winning. Where you're not fucking going from tub to tub to tub to tub, and you're still fucking making money. This guy has one project to work with all day, and you know it's a win win for everybody. Those upsells is is how you stay in business, and you don't run your crew to the fucking ground. Yeah, and and you don't want to run to the ground, but you, they should be ready for it though. And sometimes you know, sometimes like, it has to be some, done. Sometimes it has to happen. Like well, the last day we were in Puerto Rico, we were. Everyone was working until like twelve thirty, right? Something like that. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, but that you know we were overseas, literally. Yeah, we were then, literally, like we it had was a different deadline. thing. It we was had a different deadline. Thing. We had flights. We had a lot of shit, and it it got personal to a point where we're like, we are gonna achieve this fucking shit. Yeah. Like, and if you're not gonna help achieve it, just get the fuck off the site, because like we're not here to fuck around. It was yep. a big project for Danny and me. Mm-hmm. It was a big project for us because it was our first big one, but it was a fucking overseas project for Daniel that you ultimately. We, we're absorbing all of the risk yeah. on and, and you, you contracted me out to get it done. And so, you know, that it was a success because everyone cared to yeah. get it done. And that's the thing too. So you don't want the guys to go through every single hardship you've gone through on the field, but you got to think of it like you're a coach, bro. You know, like don't be a whiny little bitch. It was worse for me. So like today you might have to do this, but we're doing this today so that next week, I could pay you to just do a fucking time. But this also comes from the guys who like buys his guy a PS5, who's bought Disney trips for his guys. I try to do my best to take care of my guys. We I'll took them, them all to out to, to a big dinner to, last yeah, year. To drink. We did a big com- yeah. yeah, we did a big company dinner that at a nice ass steakhouse. It was fine. You know, like we do the best we can to compensate as well, and it, it's small business. My like those guys like for what I do, my shop like. I have a shop now, and, and they can come there and work on their cars if they want to. That shop is ours, bro. Yep. It's ours as a team. I took Ralph on a cruise. One of my, I took him on a cruise with us, with my family. Mm-hmm. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, and he, was, he had a great time. That was uh, like well, a year ago, so like, it, was, it was great. But it's just, you know, like when it's time to work, it's time to work. Like, 
that's it. You only need one or two really good guys. Then yeah. everyone else falls into place. Yep. If your your two right hands are like solid, and that's the standard, then all the helpers and shit. It's it, it it gets fucking weird when your two right hands are some slackers. Yeah. Then, Everybody then no slacking. one respects you, and it's or, all fucked or, up. Or really, if you look, one of the most important things I've learned is that like you cannot let bad people linger around, bro. When it comes to hiring, they will fuck everybody else up. The, the, so that cut, uh, cut the cancer. Exa- exactly. Cut the cancer. That, that lady from Shark Tank, uh, Barbara, she, there's like a whole video of her talking about how she likes to fire people. Like, and the reason is because she says that they ruin her good kids. Like, essentially, like in a business structure, we are the parental figure, right? We are, the, we are, we are above them on, on this, in the chain of, chain of command, right? If one person is ruining everybody else's time, their vibe isn't right, whatever have you, like that fucks up everything for everybody. Cause have like, don't you just hate when like you're in a, you got to open the little cap. You're like in a, a, a less than ideal situation, but instead of just doing the thing, everyone's just bitching. Yeah. Like nobody wants that. That's part of the reason why I always talk about Gene. Like he, he was that. Nobody ever wanted to work with him because he was cancer to work with. Negative Nancy. And all it did was turn everybody else into a gene. Fucks up the morale. Yeah. Or you have one guy who's always coming late. Then they all think that they can start coming late. That's why you don't let the, the guy come late to begin with. Because it sets up a bad precedent. Well, if he can do it, why can't I? How about nobody comes in late? Except for me. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Why can't I come in late? Because my name's on the building, bro. I pay the taxes. I do whatever the fuck I want. That's it. It is very much, it is very much like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very much like. Uh, it's leadership. It's leadership. Leadership it's, is good and bad. It's like, yeah. <laughs> we have a job. Yeah. Just because we're not painting doesn't mean we're not fucking working. Yep. I'm fucking dealing with people. And God forbid you put one of these guys, even though, even the best ones who know the job inside and out, you put them in a position of leadership and their hair is on fire. They don't know what the fuck to do. You tell them, hey, you're going to manage this job this week. They're like, great, until like 8 o'clock that night. They're like, oh, my, this didn't get done, and this didn't get done, and this is fucked up. And it's like, yeah, and what are you going to do about it? They think your job is easy until that happens. Yep. Yeah, I, I noticed some attitudes like that. They said, uh, one guy told me, he said, oh, oh you just want to sit back and cash checks. And it's like, how do you think... The whole, Duh. The, the schedule. Bro, the moment somebody says some slick shit like that to me, I am fucking go home, bro. I think that our guys don't <sighs> because we're so vocal. I think our guys don't I, I, like our guys. Our guys listen. To, like, they come across the podcast. They've also probably seen us see people like that and tell them to fuck off. Well, yeah, they've seen us fire in front of them. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's been that's happened. They know we're serious. Like, bro, it was great. You know what's funny? One of my favorite, so I, like I told you, I lost like 200 grand hiring and firing people. The best days were the days I fired people. Oh my, it almost made the money worth it. Like, bro, I would have all the guys, because when we, we had like nine guys for a project. And I, my, my intention was to keep them all on, but eight of them were shitheads. <laughs> so I fired all of them. But not, not at once. I gave them opportunities. I wanted to keep them around. And I'd be like, hey, Maurice, come in my office. Came in, they were all outside. I would be like, <laughs> I would yell at them, bro. Not that's not always that's not the first step though. I always it was just when they were just being negligent. Like one of my really good hotel accounts that has called us for years. 
he gets a stripe of overspray this thick on their wall. Yeah, yeah that's... And that, this was like that's the... negligence. Yeah, this that's was... never like, happened to me exactly. when they sprayed it up. This was, like, this was like our third opportunity with the guy. I let him fucking have it. And, you know, they walk out of there with their head down. Everybody already knows what happened. And then everybody else is like this. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> but a lot of those other guys were just shitheads too. So I just, I let them all go. And there was a point where it went right back to just me and Ralph and my brother. And we made, we just made it work. You know, like it, it happens. And you bounce back though. Like you bounce back. You, you, bro. It, because it's the skill of finishing isn't the, the valuable skill. It's not. It's, it's the management. It's the team leadership. It's the lead generation. It's the client acquisition. It's the sales and processes. That's what makes a company a company. There's a lot of talented people. I got, like, I, I got guys now where I'm like, I tell them, like, bro, you could run ops. You're smart enough to run the fucking ops, and I really don't have to be here. If I gave you funds, the jobs, and the people to do it, I know my two, my two right hands could run the show, yeah. ops-wise. If I sold all the work and I just said, here's the calendar... This is what this, these clients need. Figure it out. At this point, they could do it. Mm-hmm. Do we do it that way? No, because I still want to build the business according to me. You know yep. what I mean? But it could happen. They're smart enough people to do it. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think, you know, you're going to learn this when you hire people, bro. But it's just, look, dude, you got to go with your gut. If it's not working out from the beginning, beginning you're not going to be able to deprogram people. These are not babies. They're adults. We are set in our ways. So if somebody can't stop smoking weed and they come in reeking like marijuana, you might not have a problem with it personally. But, you know, Tammy down the street, who's 80 years old, who grew up learning that marijuana was the devil, was the devil. She's, she's not going to like it. And it's going to reflect poorly on you. So you got to cut that shit out. All these things are things you're going to learn eventually. But I, I really hope that you listen to what I said as far as like skip past the bullshit you know, three weeks probation so I could see how you work. And whenever somebody gives you some I don't give a fuck attitude, let them have it, bro. All right, you're out. What, and let's say like, look, first offense, they're usually great. Maybe they had a bad day. Just give them a week off. Don't even tell them. Matter of fact, don't even tell them it's a week off. Just tell them to get the fuck off your job site and let a week go by. I guarantee you that before the end of that week, they're going to ask you if they still have a job. And that's when you tell them, look, do you want a job? Because you said this, this, and this. And I'm not tolerating that shit. You, gotta, you can never let them feel like they have any leverage over you. Because in reality, they don't. Like he said, he could jump in and spray a fucking bathtub. Like, as, as can I. That's, as that's can why, you. That's why I waited that, a couple years. Exactly. Most of the people who start these businesses, they know how to do the fucking work. But at the end of the day, that's not the hard part. The hard part is building the fucking business, which is, goes back to what you said. That's why nobody, like barely anybody ever does it. All these guys have dreams. I could just do this myself. I could buy a compressor and do it myself. Yeah. Look at fucking Damon who said that shit to me. I'm going to start my own thing. Then he's asking me like for work again. It's like, no, bro. All, like, oh, that he, is he the hard part. You, he told you, I, you know, fuck you. I can just do all this myself. He just started slacking really hard. And then he was <laughs> like, I'm going to start my own thing after I let him go. And I was like, cool. And then, you know, obviously it didn't work out. And, and, have and, fun with that. And then he asked me for his job back. And it's like, No. All these guys, bro, they think they can, they think they can't, but they can't, bro. And then you know what we're learning now, too? 
these guys just keep coming to us. Yep. Every time me and him are concerned about like, fuck, we need more guys. It's like someone just comes out of nowhere and is like ready to fucking work. It's like, it's like, what the fuck? And we get worried for half a second. And then some guy shows that like I had, I had a meeting last night with someone who's refinishing the pass and I wasn't really actively looking just like that. I have another guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you really think you're irreplaceable? Yeah. Nobody's irreplaceable. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro. Tighten up. Yep. Do you get, do you get your sprayers? Uh, do you get them from Indeed? No, I don't. I don't even. Advertise. I've never the only person who I've had that was good at spraying from Indeed was Damon. By the way, the guy I'm talking about, his problem was all outside of the work stuff. He's a good technician, but his personal life just injected too much in the business, too much drama, you know, with girlfriends and all this bullshit that I don't really care about. Contractors normally have some degree of drama. Exactly. What some, you want. Some degree. This is another reason why social media is important. You want. When you do something nice for your fucking worker, you got to remember, you are branding. You're not just branding to the customer. You're branding to people who might want to work with you. And, like, they want to be at a place where they're going to feel respected. They're going to they're gonna see that you're busy, that you have the work to keep them there, and that they're going to be compensated right, right? So, like, I get hit up by people who see our stuff on social media asking me for a job. These are qualified people who just want to work at a good place. Right? That's what you want. You, you, you want people to start coming to you. And one thing I'm going to copy from, not copy, but add to my webpage, I noticed on, on your website that uh, there's an employment tab. Yeah, careers, yeah. Careers, so then people can yeah, you never know. come yeah. to you. Yeah, you want that, bro. When, when you get qualified people asking you for a job, it just, it's so much more refreshing. We had this guy. There's an a old public access show called uh, This Old House. It's like, oh, yeah. it's really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy sprayed a bathtub on there on an episode when he, when he lived in Boston. No way. He retired down here. Well, the idea was he was going to work for this company and retire with them. The company went out of business, specialized refinishing. They went out of business in Orlando. So he hit Jonathan up and Jonathan didn't have a position for him. So he sent him to me. And I have, works great. He's been doing refinishing for like 30 years. Old guy. He's like 55. He's an older guy. And, he's, and he's, he can still do it. Oh, yeah. And he's efficient and does a great job. Wow. Uh, but those, if you give him a helper. Those kinds of guys, those kinds of guys will reach out if you have that brand presence, man. And then you get someone good. They, they want to work at a, a company that's steady, that, you know, they're going to be able to make their $2,000 every couple weeks, and they're going to be chilling. And they just do what's allotted to them in the day, and they go home. Like he's a family man; he has his own house. Like he has kids; he doesn't ha- he doesn't ha- want to bother with all this extra drama. I send him by himself; he gets the jobs done, and that's it. My main guy's like that too. My main yeah. guy is forty five, and he jobs every single day, and he don't say shit. He doesn't fucking complain. And I tell him like, Angel, I got this for you today, bro. This is a big one. Thank you. Get this done for me, bro. We got a big skip. Hey. Today's one tub, bro. You're done by 1.30. Go home. Relax. And it's like a give and take. We're rela- it's a relationship. Can you pay him hourly? If So I'm going to go to hourly moving forward. Um, my two right hands, we decide, they decided they wanted to be on salary. But what I told them was if, okay. you're, on, if you're on salary, you're in this. You're committed to this business, bro. Yeah. What so needs to it, be done needs to be done. If it's a tub and tile where you're absolutely busting your ass all day. Same pay. 
Same pay, but then you have easy. Same pay. Easy. Never refinish standard tub the next day. Same You're pay. home by one. Same pay. Yep. And it, it's the same shit. It's, it's about, it's about, I would say they work hard 75% and they get a 25% easy. Yeah. Like 25% of the week will be easy, but the other 75% their job and they're earning it. Yeah. It, 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 look, it's a give and take when it comes to that. You have to have the right people for it that understand the context. You have to have trust. That's what I'm saying. You're, that, too right, you're right. You, you have two guys that you really like him for him. It's, I would say Ralph, Ralph Tyler. Yeah. You know, two two main main guys yeah. that you know you're gonna send, and you're not gonna. If there's issues, it's because there's there's issues. It's not because they're fucking just being douchebags. What what about your hourly guys? So if it's a super easy tub, no problems, right? And they bang it out, and they're done by one. They should do two in a day if that's the case. I don't do hourly, but what from he told me was <laughs> most of those hourly guys they act like they want to fucking work, bro, and they only get their three hours and they want to go home. Yeah, they're not fucking like, oh, I have to. I don't have enough hours. Really? Yeah, yeah. no, bro. Like, I I barely, I barely get that. Like I get that from one guy, but I told him you got to learn how to spray. That's it. So this is what I do. Um, I have a guy, uh, two guys who I use sometimes to prep. So really, I mean, there's more of us than four, but those are the, uh, two of them, are they just prep. They only prep when it's needed. And I tell them, if you want to work every day, you spray. So learn how to prep and then learn how to spray. But like that example that you said, they only got to do a tub. I'll send my tech to do a tub and tile, and I'll send that person to prep the tub for him. And on the way back home, he stops and just sprays the tub, and it's ready for him. All he's got to do is refinish it. That way, this that guy, system's working good. That, that way, he gets a few more hours, right? My sprayer, because the tub and tile could be done in five hours. So he's making up the extra two or three hours there, gets his eight hours. This tech gets three hours. Fine. I'm cool with that. I usually never send them to do, like, if I'm sending a sprayer to do one tub only that day, I consider that an L, bro. Like, I think I'm losing money. Because really, bro, it's expensive. So if the guy, like, let's say my main tech, my sprayer, is doing a tub that needs to be stripped, in the afternoon, he's either going to be doing another tub that needs to be stripped, but it's already ready for him, or a tub and tile, and it's already ready for him. It takes it, it, it's, it's, it's worked out great. I'll send my guy to do a tub like an hour away, and on the way back, the job just happens to be on the way back. He'll stop halfway there, do the tub and tile, refinish it. Everything was prepped and ready for him. He goes home, got his eight hours. He's not being overworked because the prep is really the longest time. For sure. Yeah. I mean, if everything was prepped for me and it was right in a row, yep, you could do. And I've also learned. I've also learned to look at my numbers not by the job, but almost in a like either a weekly or monthly kind of thing. So I have to. I have. I know my salaries, right? Like I know what we're spending on payroll. There's a certain. I might have been light this week, but next week it may compensate, and so I need to have an average monthly. On, on what they're producing. And if we're producing what we need to produce monthly, then you're still winning. You know what I mean? It's just some of the days. and But that's another sacrifice of building your business. Like you may not have two tubs a day for your tech. So you're just not going to have a tech? Or do you get the fucking tech until you and build the business to where you are getting them two tubs a day? Mm-hmm. It's their choice. You know what I mean? I, cho- I chose it very early. Fuck that. It's the cost of doing business. I might not have two tubs, but I'm gonna. This guy's gonna do my one tub, and I'm not doing it. He's gonna do it. He's gonna get the experience. So when I do have that two tubs, and we our business is ready, we're there. But that comes at a cost, obviously. And that's also another way you could look. If you have someone good, but you really want to train them from zero, 
they're not experienced, have them prep and master the prep first. And the best way to do it is if you're going to be spraying it, let him prep it by himself. You don't even go. Go to that job site. I'll be there at noon. You come and you make sure it's fire. It needs to be great. Ready to go. You finish it off. There you go. Get him to do that a few times. Then what's going to happen is you're going to go do a tub yourself or your, or, or your, your employee, right? The, the one you're subcontracting. And you're going to tell her, hey, you're going to go to this place and this person is going to prep for you. So in the afternoon, all you got to do is come here and spray it. And now you start to see how they're going to act when you're not, when they, when you know, when they know that you're not going to come around, make sure it's still on point. If it's still looking good, then you tell them, you need to learn how to spray, man. Like, like you're doing good here. You're doing good there. I think it's time for you to start learning. You start opening up the door for that. But in the meantime, they're actually producing for you. That's how you get them to produce when they have limited skills. And that's a part-time job. Exactly. You tell them. You start part-time because this is, look, bro, this is a skill that could make these guys a lot of money. At the end of the day, we're teaching them a trade. Like, they could leave you, and even though most of them might not, but they can leave you and just do two tubs on a weekend and make $1,000. So if you're going to bother having them around for so long, like, make it worth it. When they're prepping, they're producing. When they know how to do the job, they're producing. And whenever that happens, if it happens, at least you got all you, all you could out of them. But most people aren't even going to have the ambition to take it there. Trust me. They're not going to leave you and all this shit. They, a lot of them think they can until they see what it takes to run a real business. So, I, I think the, the ones that are good, you know, I'll show them and I'll and I'll, I'll be like, um, yeah, I I got twelve calls today and I got ten emails. Like, like you can't just walk walk out and re, re, recreate I think, that. I think the next person you hire, you should try it this that way. That I'm telling you, because you're going to be able to double up your your schedule without killing yourself. It's fantastic. Just with a, a prep guy. Yeah, start as a prep guy. That's, what? How, that's how I did it. Yeah, you, I had one, just me and a prep guy. I never prepped shit. Yep. Bro, me and you get in the truck, I would take us to the site, get out, go fucking prep that entire shower, and that for that four hours that you're in there prepping, I'm in the truck. Working. Dude, I'll go drive, get me some lunch, answer some phone calls, call me when it's ready. And yep. I'll come back, prime that shit, and paint it. That's how I did it. And then I was, he was like, and then sometimes I'd be like, you prime it. And I'll just stand there, and I'll be right there. And yep. he'd be priming. I'm like, hold the gun like this. You're too close. You're too far. Now he's starting to paint. Next thing I know, I'm like, all right, you know what? Today, top coat this shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you sure? Yeah, good, good, good. Next thing you know, we do that three, four times, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to drop you off. Call me when it's done. And then there would be times where I would come back, and there's a fat run on the wall, and you're like, fuck. All right, well, let me go do some damage control with the customer, and... Hey, you know, we had a little issue. We're going to be come back and I'll, ha- I'll have to come back and fucking fix it. But I built a team. If you're not willing to ever take that fucking risk, you're not going to build a team. That's how I did it because I didn't have, I, I wasn't even in the industry long enough to know anyone experienced. So maybe, maybe I, I created an artificial roadblock there that I wouldn't think that there's somebody that just wants to work four hours a day or just. They exist. You know what? Honestly, especially young guys. It's, it's the majority of young guys. <laughs> young guys are like, uh, sit here with you all fucking day or go home three hours early yeah. to my girlfriend. Oh, fuck it. 
They're not worried about. They, they were really concerned with their bills, dude. They would have fucking went and got a job that pays a lot more money. Like, All right, that's my logic. Like, if you really wanted to fucking provide for your family, it's true. You'd have been doing what you need to do to go get a fucking really good job. But these are these are guys that don't have options. And some of them eventually they might become some of your best techs. But in the beginning, they got to learn the ropes just like everyone else did. Where do you start? You start with the prep. How are they paying the rent on four hours of prep a day? Some well, of these guys aren't. They, they, they are, are living with their they mama. live with their parents, bro. I I ran into that. Um, let's say people I tried to hire that were from more affluent homes. It's like they're in mom's basement, but mom's basement is nice. Is you know a thousand square feet with a pool table and a movie screen and, and you you also could tell them like look they don't, get, they don't seem to care if you run into that you tell them learn this is a skill you gotta crawl before you walk bro and then you gotta walk before you can run so you start here and if you really are about it just like everybody else who works here including me who owns this shit you will build up to the point where you could spray but you're not gonna start spraying tubs today bro it's not how it works and it becomes a goal of theirs. Like exactly. I, I've watched my guys like evolve, where I'm like in the beginning they're like prepping, 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 and then then like man, I, I want to spray, and then they spray that first thing, and, and like they fuck it up, and I'm like, and then we start over, and then then they spray one and they get it right, and they're like, oh shit, I yep. did that. I'm like, how's that feel, bro? Yeah. You just did that shit. Exactly. You just created this masterpiece with your fucking hands. How do you feel? And they're like, I like that. It feels good to be good. It just feels like shit to not be good, and that's that's what turns away most guys. But most people. once they get it down, I mean, it's really not that hard to keep them going. Yeah, I, I had a general contractor last week. Yeah, I thought this took some some balls. Some uh, it, uh, he he called me and was like, "Yeah, uh, how much to come up do this fiberglass unit? Whatever. It's not not very close to town, mm-hmm. right? It's out in the woods." I gave him a price. He comes back and he goes. Um, I think I'm going to do this myself. What chemicals are, do you use? And I just told him I use top coat, right? Mm-hmm. But does he have a five-stage turbine? Does he have a gun? Yeah, no. What's he going to do, roll a glaze, a whole fiberglass <laughs> unit? Yeah. Like, is that going to look good? I... <laughs> yeah, he, he already, well, or maybe he doesn't know. I would just be like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But all right, good luck. Yeah, I, I didn't say anything. I was just like, good luck. I, you're you're going to buy all the shit you need to do this job properly? Yeah. yeah. It's not it, gonna be and done spray. Properly. It takes experience to do this shit properly. You don't just walk into it. People are crazy, man. But final thoughts, everybody. We got to wrap this up. It's almost two hours long, this one. Yeah. How's it going? Employees, marketing. final thoughts? Um, yeah, just uh, thanks, thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, I, I think uh, I got some good nuggets on some things I need to do marketing wise. Yeah. So I got a little bit of homework to do. Cool. When I get back. If you have questions, let me know on Instagram and all that. So I'll give you my number and everything. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. Just get our numbers and you can just text us, bro. Yeah, bro. You know, you know that doesn't have to be a thing. We, we're always on this bathtub shit, always 24 7. You can call us, text us. Yeah, there's a few technical things. I, I'd love to get some feedback from you guys, maybe, maybe off. Yeah, off yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and end it. Let, any final thoughts? Thank you for coming out. And thank you for the uh, knowledge on purchasing a refinishing business. Yeah. That was oh. valuable for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank good, you. good I could add something because you guys obviously know more about spring than I do. So I, I appreciate you coming out, brother. And, and hopefully we could do this again soon, man. It was a good sure. time. All righty. Let's end it there. You've been listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. 
If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.